11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Perfect Soccer. Our special guest today is Enna. Enna, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to do this. I know we just connected, so uh, let's just go back in time. Uh, what was your first memory of playing soccer? My first memory, um, I want to say I was like five years old the first time. I asked my dad if I could play because I grew up seeing him play all the time. And when I had brought it up to him, he was like, okay, like, Test it out, put you in rec soccer. Mm-hmm. And they nicknamed me Mia Ham as a little kid because I would just dribble the whole team. My dad's like, all right, she's going to stick to soccer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then what was it like just like growing up? And um, <clears throat> did you play like club soccer in high school or like or one or the other? Um, so our club team was big on like we would play year round. So we didn't really get to play high school. Mm-hmm. I played high school my senior year because I was committed by then. I had committed my junior year, so I was like, might as well like just go and enjoy it and be around friends. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and then what was the recruiting process like out, out of high school? Uh, it was a little stressful, to be honest. Just like you don't even realize how many schools there are until you're looking. Like once you're looking, you're like, oh, my God. Like it kind of gets a little hectic and just like, I was always nervous talking to coaches and stuff, even though every single time it went smoothly, like all the coaches were good at it. I mean, they've done it so many times. Gotcha. And you're, you're from Chicago, right? Yeah. Gotcha. And then, uh, so what made you end up picking Purdue? So honestly, I knew from the get go, I was like, I always told my mom that I wanted to go out of the state. I'm like, I just want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I always told them I want to go somewhere warm. And she thought it was funny. She was like, yeah, you're two and a half hours away. Like, you're so far and you're in the warm. Um, but I just fell in love with our facility. It's literally like one of the most beautiful pitches I've ever seen. And I don't know, everything just kind of clicked when I was there on my visit. Nice. Was there was it like a tough decision or you like you knew that was a school? Well, I had actually committed to Illinois State a couple weeks prior to that. Mm-hmm. And the head coach got a new position at Purdue and he had called me up and he was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like your position still stands here, but I would love for you to come visit Purdue and see what you think. And I was like, I might as well. Like I, I have a team at the end of the day, but check it out. See how, if I like it. And as soon as I got there, I was like, yeah, I'm coming here. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Um, and then what was your experience uh, like at Purdue, like on and off the pitch? Honestly, I loved it. Um, It was a little rough coming in, you know, as a freshman and trying to earn a spot. All four years was basically like 
pushing to do better, get more playing time and all that. But it was amazing. Like my junior and senior year, I had like my best season ever. Yeah, for sure. Did, and then was there like a, did you always want to go pro? Yeah. I think from, since I was a little kid, from when I could remember, I always had told my parents, I'm like, my dream is to be a professional soccer player. And like in school, when we were younger, you like write down what's going to be your dream job. And everyone's like lawyer, astronaut, doctor. And I was like, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. <laughs> there you go. And th what about like in college? Was there like a, a point that you like you knew you could be a pro? Yeah, after my after my junior year, when I really had that amazing of a season, I was like, yeah, this is for me. Like I'm going to push. this was my like push to go because I was like, I'm going to just do as well as I can and I could see myself playing for years after this so that's dope um and then what was it like um going from you know college to the pros it I, I don't I wasn't honestly prepared for it you thought like hey if I can play in college like there's a huge age difference as well being a freshman playing with seniors or super seniors yeah. but when I got to pros you're playing national team players like I was on the same pitch as Julie Ertz and all that. Like I was getting bodied by Julie Ertz. So it's like stuff like that you weren't ready for, but it's made me so much stronger. Like I remember my first off season um, when I was playing with the red stars at the time I was training with them and I was like, all right, I'm ready this off season. I'm just going to grind and get noticed my next time. So your first season was in Iceland. Yeah, I signed my first contract over there with an agent that I met actually through the Red Stars. Mm -hmm. And I was so iffy about it. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, I, I've never even heard of soccer in Iceland. Like what what's going on over there? Mm -hmm. And um, a big thing that helped me was a lot of my friends that played with me at the Red Stars. We all kind of dispersed in Iceland. So it was easier to adapt and Honestly, it was amazing. Like an experience I will never take for granted. Nice. Um, yeah. What was it like just like living there? Was it like, was there like culture shock? Um, yes and no. Um, just being from Europe with my family and stuff, it was kind of easier to like adapt to different cultures and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing for me was getting there in the summertime and the sun literally like doesn't set. So yes. it'll be like three in the morning and it's so bright outside. Like I didn't know if I should be asleep or be up. <laughs> gotcha. And then uh, is it this season that you're playing in Bosnia? Yeah, currently I got here in February. Mm -hmm. It started off with um, getting an invitation for the first team for the national team. And then the coach, after seeing me play, she was like, hey, like we want to offer you a position here on the club team. And she was like, it'll give you, you know, it'll give me more of an understanding of how you play, considering she was a head coach for both teams. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why not? Like, got to experience yeah. it. Yeah, that's awesome. And then what, what is it like to play for your national team? Honestly, it's a dream come true. Um, I knew since I was younger, I had gotten invitations mm -hmm. and they had like mentioned about me going. And I was always like, mm, I don't know, like, you know, being born in Chicago, being in the u.s like you always dreamed of playing for the u.s you know yeah and as i got older and like understood things more and like saw how passionate my family was you know to be bosnian americans and all that and like just going to go visit bosnia 
it made me realize like, Hey, I want, like, I want to be a part of this and all that. So honestly, amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players. Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B pro by perfect soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. All right, you ready for the five Quincy questions? These are going to make you think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's the most important quality or skill that you feel has made you successful as a pro player? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to have to say it would probably be having a good mentality because I've had so many times where soccer things happen in soccer that have just kicked me all the way down and you don't even know if you want to play anymore. I've had coaches, I've had teammates, I've had injuries, you know, and you think to yourself like, "Mm, do I really want to do this anymore? Can I do this anymore? And just having that mentality and that grit to push through um yeah i would have to say that otherwise i wouldn't be where i'm at today for sure um what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making i think the biggest mistake is just maybe like rushing into things or thinking that starting somewhere isn't good enough um any start as a professional is amazing you know um Mm -hmm. i know girls that played in like second leagues in other countries and now they're playing in the NWSL, like you have to start somewhere. And if all you have to do is believe in yourself, if you believe in yourself, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You're going to find a way to the top of that ladder. Yeah, definitely. Um, What advice would you give a young player uh, like trying to get a scholarship or trying to make like a pro league? I would definitely recommend that you really take this process seriously. I remember in my time, like I was looking at, oh, I just, I'm rushing. Like, I want to find a school. Like, everyone's committing. It's not about who's going to commit first. Like, your time's going to come. You got to make sure that the school is the right fit for you. And don't be afraid. (laughs) There's so many players that have transferred schools and all that. Like, don't think that you're stuck at that place that you choose. If you're not happy or if you think you belong somewhere else, go for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right, these next two could be soccer-related or or (laughs) life-related. Uh, Sounds good. What is what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Oh, I don't even know. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, it could be anything. Um, what's what's something most people think is true that you believe isn't? So, like for example, like I've been using this one since it was like Halloween a couple. Well, now it's like a couple months ago. Like people uh-huh. uh, have strong opinions about candy corn, whether they like it or not. <laughs> That's a good one. Dang, let me think about this. Mm. I literally know I had something because me and um, some friends on the team were actually arguing a couple of weeks ago, and I literally can't remember what it was. It was so, like, pointless. Yeah. But I know one thing we've argued about is, like, if aliens are real or not. <laughs> All right. You believe they're they're real or no? Um, I believe that there's something out there, but like the stereotypical alien that like they put out there is not real. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what What is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared if things didn't go well? Um, honestly, it'd probably be starting up 
my own business, like something crazy. Mm -hmm. Just like out of this world, like people are like, that's never going to work out. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's the that's a common answer for that one. <laughs> of starting a business. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. You ready for some fun questions? Those are those are the serious ones. And now we're I'm always ready. What's your what's your favorite like cheat meal? Cheat meal? Yeah. Well, oh, that's a good one. So actually, um, after I, <laughs> I came back from Bosnia, like being gone for nine months, I was like, Mom, don't cook anything for dinner. I want Chipotle. Like, we're going to go to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, like, who was your favorite team and player growing up? Ever since I was little, it's always been Barcelona. And Messi will forever, ever be my favorite player, no matter where at. I'm rooting for PSG. I'm rooting for whoever. If he comes to the MLS, I'm buying tickets. <laughs> All right. He might be. I think he's coming to Miami. I can't wait. Like, yeah. literally. <laughs> um. Last one. Uh, who would you want to do like a jersey exchange with? Oh, that's actually, a good... how about let's do let's do male and female. Okay, that's a good one. Male, I want to switch with Neymar just because I feel like we have similar personalities, and I just want to like I want to get to know him and talk to him. Uh -huh. And why would I not want his jersey? Yeah. Um, female, it's always gonna be Mia Ham. Oh, go. <laughs> get the goat <laughs> all right well i uh, appreciate you coming on and could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at yeah of course so I'm trying to remember all my social media definitely <laughs> on instagram at eeena6 and you'll probably find my tiktok and all that all of the stuff we do with the national team is gonna be up there so feel free to tag along <laughs> quincy mariqua here and thanks again for listening if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.